Welcome to our Sunday morning segment of the Grace Chapel podcast. If you would like more information about Grace Chapel, visit their website, gracechapel.org.au. There you can find more materials in growing your identity in Christ. Hi there, today I want to look at, um, I want us to just start with the book of Ephesians, we're going to have a little look in there. I want to talk about the fact that God calls into existence things that do not exist. God speaks and creates and so we need to understand that nothing is impossible with God. And, um, and while we have some time limits to constrain us, I just want us to look at Ephesians chapter uh, 1, uh, verse 2 through to chapter 2, 19. In fact, we'll even go to verse 1, uh, just uh, Ephesians chapter chapter 1, all the way to chapter 2 and verse 19. So it's a, a lot of reading, but uh, let's get into it. So it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Now, uh, remember what we spoke about before, the little twist that Paul does. He speaks about Jesus Christ. He says, I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ. But then he says, to the faithful in Christ Jesus. And so he's, he's making a difference between believing in Christ and coming into submission to Christ. And uh, he goes on, he says, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, and as blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, past tense, has blessed us already, with all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ, in the headship of Christ, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise and glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ." in whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. 
that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he has wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, which filleth all in all. And then he goes on and he says, You, he has quickened who were dead, he has brought back to life who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom we also had our, con our whole manner of living in times past. We lived in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. We were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he has quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. And he's raised us up together made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that is not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore remember that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called the uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ. You were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and, and strangers from the covenant. That, uh, strangers from the covenant of promise. Having no hope, <coughs> excuse me, and without God in the world. But now... In Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of two one new man in making peace, that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were far off, and to them which were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. So now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens and saints, and of the household of God. As we, go, as we go through this, we basically see that some of the ideas presented here are a little bit too mind-boggling us for us to get a hold of until we get uh, a revelation from the Spirit. And so we really, we really need to be uh, getting into the Word of God. Uh, we need to be reading what it has to tell us. And, uh, and, and we need to understand that what this uh, text is really saying is it's saying that God gives life to the dead. God, God breathes life back into that which is dead. And 
God speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already exist. So God has made promises and he speaks as if they're already happening. Uh, to put it another way, God speaks of future events with the same certainty as though they are already past. So, so God calls those things which are not as if they are. Faith sees what is not there to be seen. Faith, faith looks into the future. It grabs tomorrow as if it were today. And God speaks into an empty space and says, uh, let there be, and there's a universe. So there it is. God looks at things that don't exist, and behold, they do exist. God speaks to sin and says there is righteousness, and is it there? And that's the great thing, isn't it? Because we come to Christ, we repent, we come to Christ, and our sins are wiped away, and immediately we are counted as righteous before God. But, uh, and then also, uh, he speaks to sickness, and he says there is health, and it's there. He speaks to death, and says there is life, and it is there. He speaks to poverty, and says there is abundance, and it is there. So faith sees what is not there as though it is. Faith, faith looks into the future in a sense. And what God says is, is. And what God said is, is not, is not. God doesn't bend his word to suit the circumstances, but he compels the circumstances to conform to his word. So, uh, in defining faith, we could say faith in the absolute integrity of God's word seeks first to discover his will and then to speak it out boldly, knowing uh, that the, the word has the same creative power when spoken by man as it has when spoken by God. If we, if we can really believe, if our faith level can develop there to that point, uh, when we speak, we can speak things uh, into being just as, as God could. We see that Moses, for instance, was able to smash the imperial power of Egypt and set the uh, captive Israel free by a word from God. God gave him the commission and, uh, and because he believed, he did it. We see Joshua, for instance... Uh, Joshua was able to stay the waters of the Jordan. Uh, you know, the, the Bible tells how, how the waters of the Jordan ceased and Israel were able to march across on dry land. And then, of course, <coughs> the uh, walls of Jericho were brought down. Uh, Joshua was able to do that. They were told to, to march around, march around the, uh, the, 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 the city. And then uh, on the final... Final mass, final day, they were let out a big shout and the walls fell down. And, uh, and Joshua also was able to cause the sun to stay still for the best part of the day and he was able to conquer the promised land, all based on the word of God. We move on, we see David was able to kill the lion and the bear and he killed Goliath and cut off his head. And so uh, it was all based on the word of God. Nothing like a little drop of water, is he? So like I say, David killed the lion and the bear. And, and, and remember when David, when David went to Saul and he said, look, 
you know, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He said, I'll, I'll deal with him. And Saul said, but you're, you're just a stripling. You're just, you're just a, a, a young lad. And, uh, and this bloke is a seasoned fighter. Not only that, you've got to remember Goliath was nine foot six tall. His, uh, his spear was the thickness of a weaver's beam. And I talked to a man who was involved in the weaving business and he said a weaver's beam is four inches thick. So, I mean, this, this is a heck of a big fellow. But, um, but David was able to kill him and cut off his head. And, uh, and eventually he was raised to the throne of Israel by the word of God. And so uh, as we go through the Old Testament again, we find Elijah the prophet was fed supernaturally. He caused a widow to have a supernatural supply of oil and meal. He raised a dead boy to life. He called down fire from heaven. He turned the nation back to God, all based by the word of God, all based on the word of God. Then Elisha came along. He divided the waters of the Jordan. He turned poison into sweet food. He made iron float. He raised the dead. He healed the sick and called down the vengeance of God on unbelievers, all by a word of God. And uh, quite amazing, isn't it? Isaiah was able to heal a dying king and uh, able to compel the shadow to retreat 10 degrees by the word of God. Now, none of us would have too much of a problem making the shadow go forward, but to make it go backwards, we're in trouble, aren't we? And likewise, we, we, as we go through the Bible, so many, of the, many of the heroes of the faith, they did such great things in the days of old Israel. And the servants of God have done the same. Disciples have walked on water, they've overcome poison, they've healed the sick, they've walked out of prison cells, they've raised the dead, they've performed many signs, wonders and even miracles. And for the sake of Jesus, they have surrendered themselves to nakedness and hunger and shipwreck. They've surrendered themselves to wild beasts and tortures and even death, knowing that the resurrection was already theirs. Now all of them, all of these great men of faith, and women of faith, they all of them knew the law of faith that calls those things which do not exist as though they do. And so faith looks into sin and calls righteousness to itself as if it already exists. Faith looks into sickness and calls health to itself as though it already is. Faith only allows that which God's word allows. If we take the example of the value God gives to the word by giving it to his son uh, in, in uh, John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And, uh, and listen, listen, to, uh, listen to Psalm 138 verse 2. You have exalted your word above all your name. You've exalted the word above all your name. And so we need to understand the word is much more than just printed words. The word is much more. The word is Christ himself. It is a living word and it's the spoken word of God. I think we'll, 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 we'll leave it there and we'll come back and, uh, and uh, we'll move on from there and we'll talk about uh, uh, the fact that if we reject the word of God, we are rejecting Christ and God calls us to believe all that he speaks to us. Amen. Please tune in next week for another uplifting and inspiring message from Grace Chapel. Bye for now.